0: They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. From the very start, it has been very clear what was going to happen to Gaza and its people. The reason for this is that the Israeli authorities just went ahead and said it from the very start. There was no subtlety, no need to read between the lines, no need to resort to tinfoil hat conspiracy theories. They said what they were going to do, and they did it. They said, we will eliminate everything, and that they had released all the restraints on the Israeli army. These are both quotes from the Israeli defense minister, and they made clear over and over again that they held the entire population of Gaza to be collectively guilty. That's what the Israeli president, for example, said as well as, you wanted hell, you will get hell, as the Israeli army coordinator of the occupied Territory said. Or, for example, invoking the biblical story of Amalek, which calls for the killing of all men, women, children and livestock, as Benjamin Netanyahu referred to. Now, we also know that the government is jam-packed, full of people who want to ethnically cleanse Gaza, because they keep saying so. And indeed, 11 Israeli cabinet ministers attended a conference at the end of January, committed to the Israeli resettlement of Gaza and the so-called voluntary migration of the Palestinian population. Not subtle. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu himself, back in December, was, according to the Israeli newspaper Haim, pushing for plans for pushing for the so-called voluntary migration of Gaza's population, adding, our problem is the countries that are willing to absorb them and we are working on it. Now, you might wonder why this was not more widely reported on, and why the Western media has failed over and over and over again to report the stated intentions of Israeli leaders. And your questions there have pretty solid foundations. So we're just clear, so we're clear about the depraved lie that is so-called voluntary migration. I know people are aware, probably, I hope, of how war criminals throughout history use euphemisms like re-education camp or enhanced interrogation technique That means torture, by the way. What voluntary migration really means is making Gaza completely inhospitable, like 70% of Gaza's homes being severely damaged or destroyed. That is as is, with more damage to inevitably come, or destroying the healthcare system, or access to food, or or fresh water. We could go on. And then saying, well, look, they can't survive there anymore, can they? So as a humanitarian gesture, I guess they'll all have to leave. Now, there is the obvious precedent, of course, of... Palestinians being forced to leave their homes and never being allowed to return. Like the Nakba, the so-called catastrophe in 1948, that's when Israel was founded, when 750,000 Palestinians or so were driven from their homes, that was accompanied with 15,000 or so violent deaths. Or the perhaps 300,000 more driven from their homes in 1967 and so on. Now Gaza's own population are painfully aware of all this. It is their reality. The vast majority of Gaza's population are the families of those driven from their homes in the Nakba. Now, in all of these occasions, the Palestinians driven from their homes were never allowed back, something, of course, they are all too painfully aware of. So when Avi Dikta, an Israeli minister who belongs to Netanyahu's Likud party, says, we're rolling out Nakba 2023, well, again, quite literally, we only have to listen to what they're saying. Now, Egypt's regime... It's an unpleasant regime, by the way, another unpleasant western backs regime, but that's for another time. Um, its dictator, El-Sisi, has repeatedly warned about the ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian people. Back in October, he said, We reject the displacement of Palestinians from their land, and liquidating the Palestinian cause is extremely dangerous. What is happening now in Gaza is an attempt to push citizens to seek refuge and migrate to Egypt. He also made an important point, that if the Israeli onslaught was not an act against Hamas, but rather to push the population to leave... If the Palestinians should be displaced, why not transfer them to the Negev until the end of the war? The Negev Desert, to be clear, is in Israel itself. So if Palestinians were temporarily housed there, they would clearly be far more likely to return home because clearly Israel's got no intention of keeping them within its official borders. Now, Egypt has itself threatened to withdraw from the 1978 peace treaty with Israel, which regional geopolitics depends, if a ground invasion against Rafa where of course, much of the Gaza population now is, um, if that takes place. Now, all of this context is important when discussing some new disturbing developments. The Sinai Foundation for Human Rights Group is a monitoring group. The Sinai Desert, for those who don't know, is in Egypt. It's right next to Gaza over the Rafa crossing. Indeed, Rafa, as a city, historically straddles the border between Gaza and Sinai. Um, but that got separated when Israel was forced to withdraw from the Sinai Desert previously, which it had occupied in 1967, along with Gaza and the West Bank. Now, the Sinai Foundation has found workers using heavy machinery erecting uh, concrete barriers and security towers around a strip of land on the Egyptian side of the Rafa crossing, which you'll have heard of. That's, of course, the crucial entry point for humanitarian aid and so on into Gaza. Now, the own view is that this is an effort to establish an isolated area surrounded by walls on the border with the Gaza Strip, with the aim of receiving refugees in the event of a mass exodus from Gaza. Now, we know, of course, that most of Gaza's population were driven south under threat of violence from the Israeli state. And the majority of its pre war 2.2 million uh, people or so are now in Rafah, which had a pre war population of just 280,000. Now, I've been talking to the brilliant journalist Hamza M. Said, who is the co host of the brilliant Trojan Horse Affair podcast for serial and the New York Times, which I highly recommend. He's rightly been trying to draw more attention about the prospect of Israel driving the Palestinian people of Gaza into the Sinai Desert, so they're permanently ethnically cleansed, a new Nakba. And I must emphasize what has happened is already much bloodier, much more violent than the 1948 Nakba. Now, he rightly refers to a document which was leaked back in October, an Israeli official document, um, which I covered on this channel. Uh, It was leaked to the Israeli-Palestinian media outlets 972 and Local Call. It was from the Ministry of Intelligence, and it recommended the forcible and permanent transfer of Gaza's entire Palestinian population to Egypt's Sinai Desert. The document was drawn up on the 13th of October, so right near the start of all this. It was 10 pages long. The document offered a number of suggestions, but the preferred option it put forward was mass ethnic cleansing. It said, evacuate the civilian population to Sinai, establish tent cities and then more permanent cities, and then create a sterile zone of several kilometers with Egypt to prevent the return of the population to activities or residences near the border with Israel. It also suggested Israel lead a public campaign to promote the transfer plan um, in a way that does not incite or vilify Israel. I mean, goodness me, honestly, total gaslighting here. It's part of this idea, this cry-bullying that Israel is resorting to, that telling the truth about israel's horrific criminal and genocidal behavior is incitement and those speaking the truth are dangerous hateful extremists that just by talking about palestinian children for example being murdered innocent palestinians being murdered that's incitement shut up it discusses pressuring egypt to absorb the population of gaza now the journalist who got the leak point out the intelligence ministry is not as powerful as it sounds But it is headed by a Likud politician. Likud, of course, is Benjamin Netanyahu's own party, and she's deemed a relative moderate in that party. So clearly it needs to be taken deadly seriously, given all of the context. Now, we also know the New York Times published an article on the 5th of November about how Israel quietly tried to build international support for what it calls euphemistically the transfer of several hundred thousand civilians from Gaza to Egypt, ethnic cleansing. Of course, Israel tried to dress this up with humanitarian nonsense, Regimes like this often do the same thing, just come up with ven- atrocities which they then dress up as, no, 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 we're doing it from, for humanitarian reasons. Now, Egypt states in, um intelligence service um, denies Egypt is participating in a process which involves the mass displacement of the Palestinian people uh, to the Sinai Desert. But if we can see, we can see, can't we, what can happen, what could happen that Israel launches the military onslaught against Rafah, that it is threatening, and that leads amidst terrible bloodshed to mass displacement of the Palestinian people to the Sinai Desert, where they will be expelled forever. This is a clear warning. The evidence is there. The context is there. The precedent is there. The language, the rhetoric is all there. It's very clear if they think they can get away with it, they will drive the Palestinian people out of Gaza to the Sinai Desert And then, as history tells us, they will never, ever, ever be able to return. We need to sound the alarm now. Please like, subscribe, um, and share this video. Listen to this podcast. I'll speak to you soon. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag,